Hello and welcome to Triumph. This is a show about God's mercy and post-abortion healing. I'm Tim Welsh, Executive Director of Bethesda Healing Ministry, an organization that's been around for 27 years dedicated to helping women and men through the sadness and pain of an abortion experience and into a more joyful and triumphant life. I'm joined by my favorite person, Joe Welsh, my wife of... 40, almost 43 years, right? Good afternoon. Time flies when you're, it's not afternoon. There is no time here. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so so we're here today to to talk about a subject that I think is is, uh, very deep, and I don't think we're going to solve it here today, but it's it's important to have this conversation about forgiveness today because that's a, that's a piece of the healing process. It is only a piece, mm-hmm. but it is a piece of the healing process. And and um, you know when it when it comes to many transgressions, and also when it comes to um, certainly when it comes to the abortion experience, there can be four or five people that that we can throw into that conversation about forgiveness. You know, it can be forgiving oneself for doing what one has done. It can be forgiving the father of the child. It can be forgiving the uh, key influencers in the abortion decision. It can be it can be all kinds of people that you need uh, to forgive. And, you know, the, the, the big thing that I think that I take away mostly from a conversation of forgiveness, Joe, is that you can't get bigger than God. You know, I mean, there's no sin that is bigger than God's mercy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe you can sort of share your experience with forgiveness to get us started. And then I, I'd like to talk about what forgiveness is not. Um, for a couple of minutes, and then we'll we'll talk about your journey through that because I think you shared some stuff on our way into the studio here that, that I think is really profound and really poignant. Sure. Um, when yeah, just looking at forgiveness, and I and I think a lot of people will um, kind of relate to this. No matter what you've done, um, forgiving yourself for your bad decisions is kind of the um, is part of that, but also accepting that God forgives you. So once you accept that God has forgiven you, you know, his awesome ability to forgive, um, you can, you're able to relate, deepen your relationship with him. It's just like with any friend, you know, when everything is authentic and real and uh, there's nothing held back, then, you know, that relationship can be, uh, deeper, and I think that is the same with God. But you have to accept that He accepts you, and that's a really hard thing for us to grasp. Yeah, I mean, we. In fact, I, 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 I just don't believe we can. I mean, I, I think it's, it's so vast and so uh, magnificent that I just don't think we can understand that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to me that. To, to say that there is nothing we can do that's beyond God's forgiveness is not understandable. Right, right. I mean, for us humans. Right. <laughs> and and I think, you know, it, it's one of those, it's a concept where you have to think, we're going to practice forgiveness, because I don't think it comes naturally. I mean, if you think about anyone that's ever hurt you or done anything to you, it's really hard not to just dig in and, and keep um, going over that hurt. 
Yeah, and you know that that's a good that's a good segue into talking about what forgiveness is not. You know, and I, I just have four things that I that I would like to propose that forgiveness is not. And the first one is forgiveness is not forgetting. You know, we always say forgive and forget, and we, we never put those things. Uh, we say forgive and forget as two separate actions because because forgiveness is not forgetting. I mean, we are right. we are conditioned to remember stuff. Like you remember putting your hand on a hot stove. It, remembering and not forgetting keeps us safe. You know, we right. we remember uh, you know not to run downhill too fast because we'll fall flat on our face. I mean, we remember these things, and we're supposed to remember them. And when we get hurt. Uh, or when we cause hurt to ourselves, even we just we're not meant to forget that stuff. Um, we're meant to remember it. And the second thing is is that forgiveness is not letting go. I mean, a lot of people say, "Oh, you got to let that go." Well, yeah, you do have to let it go. But forgiveness doesn't deny or minimize the past. It really remedies the past. I mean, we're not we're not trying. We we. Our past is our past, and our story is our story, and our story was written before we were born. Before mm-hmm. you know, because you know, biblically, God knew us before we were even conceived, and He knew the story. Pardoning is not forgiving. You know, I mean, we we can certainly forgive, but that doesn't mean we need to pardon somebody for their transgression against us or for our transgression against ourselves. A really good example of that is John Paul when when uh, when he got shot. I mean, he went and visited the guy in prison, for gosh sakes. He certainly forgave him, but he wasn't about ready to talk about, you know, pardoning him. I mean, the guy shot him, for goodness sakes. I mean, mm-hmm. he's done. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so, so. But what an awesome example he was by doing that. And it was an awesome example of forgiveness, and it could only have been ordained by God. I mean, that's the, that, that was godly forgiveness. I mean, you you can't. But forgiveness does not override justice. I mean, you can't. You you can forgive and not pardon. Yeah, um, for sure. It also, you know, a lot of people talk about reconciliation as the, being the same thing as forgiveness, and it's really not that. I mean, because you can. You can uh, forgive somebody and not reconcile with them, and and by that I mean you know you can um, a woman who has been in a physically abusive relationship, as an example, she can forgive the person that was abusive to her, but there's no there's no reason, nor would it be prudent to reconcile with right. that person. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to get back with the guy. I mean, he's right. he's got a history and. Uh, but he can't be forgiven. So, so I, those are the those are the three those are the four things that I I think as we set the stage here about talking about forgiveness that we it's just not they they just they are not forgiveness. Yeah. So what talk well, to me I, here? Yeah, I I think um, I've, I guess forgiving after an abortion is it's such a it's such a secret. So. Um, you know, if you've hurt somebody else, there is a remedy kind of for that. But abortion, there's no place for you to talk about that. And uh, we end up just 
punishing ourselves, basically. I can't forgive myself, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this in replacement. I'm going to try to erase my guilt by um, doing, you know, being super vigilant on, you know, how I, my appearance or my house or, or go the other way where I, I, I'm the worst person. So I'm going to go down the road of, you know, drugs and alcohol and promiscuity. So it's, it's a little bit different forgiveness. I'm going to say it's a lot different that, from from just forgiving someone for how they wronged you. I mean, it's just so deep, and it ends up getting deeper because you're rehearsing it, and you're you're just you can't stop condemning yourself. So, but there were some people that you felt you had to forgive. Oh yeah, and yeah, and who were those people? Um, you. Yeah. Um. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my I my mom and dad. Yeah, sure. I mean, they weren't involved, but uh, there was some there was some need for me to forgive them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if the the gals that that took me to the clinic that day. I don't know. I guess they only knew what they knew. They they thought they were doing helping me, so I don't really know that I needed to forgive them. But it, the large part of mine was just forgiving myself because it was just such a stupid to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you think you're smarter than that. Mm-hmm. So forgiving yourself is just the hardest part for me anyway. So th- that's a good point. And I, I wonder, I've often wondered, and maybe they happen concurrently, but how does which comes first i mean what is the is is the the knowledge that you can forgive yourself or actually forgiving yourself come first or does the knowledge that god forgives you comes first i mean which happened for you which was the or did it just happen at the same time it kind of kind happened of? at the same time because once i accepted that god you know in all his power you know, he knows what's right for me and mm-hmm. for me to listen to him and forgive myself. He forgave me the mm-hmm. first time I confessed it, but I kept going back because I'd feel differently maybe, you yeah. know, or I oh. would I would feel better and lighter. And um, But it wasn't until I kind of worked through just intensely working on forgiveness that I figured it out that God helped me figure it out <laughs> because I'm not that smart. But, uh, but I, um, one of the things that I thought was kind of interesting um, when we were on the way up here, we we're talking about forgiveness is a decision. Mm-hmm. So it's not a feeling and forgiveness is for our own benefit. It's not for somebody else's benefit. Well, it brings me to a question that I think I've never asked you. So, Here we go. Great. Oh, as usual. (laughs) Um, How many times did you confess it? How many times did you go to confession? 
because I I probably went four or five times. I mean, I, I yeah. was probably because I you know, because you, you you just can't believe that God can forgive that sin, right? I right. mean, there's, there's right. all kinds of things we do that you know you kind of think, oh, God will forgive me, and then you go to confession and God forgives you, and you recognize that and and you move forward. But um, uh, that's I, the one that people have the hardest time thinking God can forgive. Yeah, I I think, and and it's probably because I didn't feel forgiven. You know, what do you I did, mean by that? Well, you know, you can go to confession and, you know, you can confess sin. And you're like, okay, that's good. I'm going to work on not doing that. Avoid the near occasion of sin, right? Yeah. Yeah. But with abortion, you, you're probably not doing that again. Okay. You've repented. But there's just this deep, just holds you. I don't know if it's the devil Probably is going, oh, you know, the way he talked to Eve. Yeah. Oh, you, you know, he's not going to do that. He's well, that, not gonna, yeah, that's the, he, he makes you sort of transgress uh, beyond guilt into shame. Right. right? I mean, because yeah. guilt's healthy, but shame is is, is unhealthy. Correct. Right? And so yeah. shame must be of the devil and, yeah. and yeah. guilt must be of God, yeah. I guess, right? But I never felt lighter. You know how you go to confession and you're just like, oh, all right, I feel cleansed, I feel good, but I never felt that. Yeah. And it was my, it was, it was my own, it was my own issue. You know, it wasn't because I wasn't forgiven. It was just like, I, apparently I didn't think God knew everything or was smart enough to so, handle it. <laughs> so we'll we'll get to that moment of clarity for you in just a mm-hmm. second. You're listening to Triumph on on um, St. Gabriel Radio. It's a, this is a show about God's mercy and post-abortion healing. I'm Tim Welsh, executive director of Bethesda Healing Ministry, which helps people uh work their way through the uh pain and suffering of a past abortion experience. And I'm joined here by my wife Joe, uh clearly my better half. Um, favorite person, favorite thing, favorite everything. I love her dearly. And uh, she and I have been through the healing process together, mostly her, I think, uh, it's safe to say. And and we're talking about forgiveness today. And, and, and I'm, I'm just curious, we, we just sort of walked through that, that kind of disbelief that we have about God's mercy and God's forgiveness. And, mm-hmm. but there has to be a moment of clarity, there has to be some point where you said okay he that it's this is done right so what what was that like um i think um you know it's funny you um all of a sudden you just think i maybe i'm going to try this better way Hmm. you know why not right i i might as well um and as i was working through some of this um you know through a study of for um a healing study i um i ran across this letter that i had written that i had to contemplate god's love and mercy and what he would be saying to me so i just had to kind of just you know pray about that and think about that so and this is this was a program that you went through several years ago yes and it's the same program that, that it's bethesda yes so um and you were asked to write a letter that you thought God would write to you. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, my beloved Joe, you have been forgiven all along since the very first time you ask, 
but you did not really believe in me. It is now time to deepen your relationship with me. Hmm. So that was a few that was a few years ago, but yeah. um it it was a good reminder where I was that I, I just didn't believe it. I, I don't know and, and and if 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 people are listening that have been through an abortion and maybe ha- are kind of stuck in that forgiveness or un- feeling of unforgiveness, mm-hmm. it's they would they'll get it they'll understand me that it's just like you have to keep condemning yourself and rehearsing that hurt because I'm just such an awful person mm-hmm. and you don't have an outlet you don't have any who you can't just talk about it. So you just keep keeping it inside and 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 rehearsing it and, you know, thinking at some point this is all going to come clear. Yeah, and that's really that that we you know, we've talked about that uh, occasionally about how the devil it, it's not so much the fact that you feel guilty and that you feel like remorse that you you feel remorse for what you've done and you 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 recognize its sinfulness and all that kind of stuff but that second step that 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 follows the word therefore you know so it's you know i did this therefore i'm a lousy person i did this therefore i'm not worthy i did this therefore i can never be forgiven you know so those are the things that that are that satan whacks us on you know i mean oh like um um, bishop griffin or bishop campbell boy where'd that come from uh i heard him on the radio just recently um, Catholic radio. I don't know if it was a replay. Would that be Saint Gabriel radio? What did I say? You said Catholic radio. Saint, Saint Gabriel. Gabriel. Yes, um, but he was describing sin and the devil, and he said, "Before you sin, the devil is your friend, and then after you sin, he shames you." Yeah. So I thought that was so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So. Before you sin, the devil's saying, "Hey, you can do this. It's yeah. no big deal. I, Go ahead. I mean, nobody's going to gonna see you. Nobody's ever going to, you know, know or anything like that." And then after you sin, he says things like, "I can't believe you did that." Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. that's that's kind of the way. It, yeah. That's, and it is perfectly put. I I think that's great. So, so you said you know you were going to try a better way. You you suddenly realized that there's some better way. What was that better way? Accepting God's forgiveness and just really deepening my relationship with him, looking at him as God as my friend, that he's here, he's not out there, it's something I'm going to achieve or attain. At some point, he's here with me, with me, he's been with me, but I've been, you know, running away from him. Mm -hmm. And it was time that I just turn around and accept what he had to offer, which is a better way. I mean, he, my relationship with him is better, with God is better, and in my relationship with, I think, just about everybody I know is better. Yeah. And it, I mean, there's no, there's no line that says, oh, okay, my relationship with Joe is better since such and such a date. It just, there's no real way to point to it. I don't feel like... I guess just in my heart, I feel the relationships are better. I don't know if they actually are. 
<laughs> in my heart, I think they are. Well, they definitely are. There's there's a joy about you that that I've not seen since we started dating back in 1970 something, 77 ish, mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. 76. Uh, but there there's a there's there's the happiness and the joy that I fell in love with, and you can you you can see it i mean it's it's palpable and i don't know if i can pinpoint a date but let's talk about that evolution you know i mean how did so you you write this letter that you think god would have written to you that's probably been five or six years ago Mm -hmm. now yeah what kind of letter would you write today i mean what do you think that sounds like today is it welcome home yeah maybe thank you Mm mm-hmm for hanging in there, um, and and the letter I wrote at the time, which I was reading, and I, I think it's still it's still on point now. I, when I read things that I wrote in the past, I'm kind of surprised by my insight, you know, because yeah. I've forgotten <laughs> what I wrote. Yeah. But um, it's it prompts you. It says, "Dear God, it is hard to believe that you could love me as much as you do." Dot dot dot. And my writing is, "Thank you for keeping me on track." With my abortion hurt, I have not taken the time to really work on my relationship with you. Thank you for keep bringing me back, showing me the way, being patient. So what do you think finally, ultimately, what do you think um, brought you to this point? I mean, you know, there's there's, – because it has been an evolution, and and you grow every day. I can see it, and and you also grow in your spirituality and in your relationship with God and everything like that. But I just wonder, you know, were there outside? You know, certainly, all of our five kids have sort of moved away from home. Period. You know, they they're pretty much moved away from home. They tend to come back and live mm-hmm. with us for a period of time every now and then, but. Um, but you know, was was it was it the, your stage in life? Was it your age? Was it the fact that you know both of our parents have uh, yeah. all four of our parents are gone in the last you know ten years or whatever? Yeah. My mother yeah. was gone thirty years ago. But you know what? What do you yeah. suppose that is? You ever give that any thought? I, I think it probably is kind of season of life. Um, kind of that's a broad term for you know kids growing up and. Um, being adults, so you don't feel like you have to be an example or perfect role model for them, you know. Yeah. Um, and parents passing, but with that, I guess you have a freedom when your kids, when the kids move out, and um, you're finally, I guess, until your parents pass, you never really think that you're the authority figure. Hmm. But I guess I had to, I guess, accept that, you know, I'm kind of getting up there. I'm getting closer to the queue than I want to be. But, well, but you know I, what I mean? It, it just gives, to me, I guess it just, to when my parents passed, it gave me a real sense of freedom that I could really be who I am. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I you've heard me say this before, I. When we were first married and, you know, when you first get married, people, the classic question is always, um, you know, how's it feel to be out on your own? You know, how's it feel to, you know, be out there? And and I I realized, uh, you know, my father passed away three years ago. Your dad passed away a little over three years ago. And um, you realize that you're not really out on your own until they're gone. 
Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. still there and they still with all the good with all the good and all the all the sort of challenges that go with that. I mm-hmm. mean, they yeah. uh, they're always there. So yeah. it's and it's a good thing that they're there. But it does. Um, and, and really, the women that we've met through um, Bethesda, a lot of them are in the season of life. That, yeah. that I'm in, that their kids are grown and they're finally not focusing everything on their kids. They're like, okay, it's me time. Yeah. And yeah. I need to work on this just to have, just to have a happy life. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you now are giving back, which I, which mm-hmm. I believe is really full circle. I, I, I believe that the healing process does not actually uh, complete until you actually give something back. Yeah. I mean, when you when you're able to help somebody else walk down that road, I think I think it makes your road be a yeah. lot more. Yeah, it flows. Sturdy. You know, it flows through you to other people, and I think um, that's that's really the joy of doing what we're doing. Yeah. So the the question that I have though is, what is the you know what are the challenges that you're seeing with the women that you that you sort of mentor, if you will, or that you help with this program? Um, it, it, it's, we all have the same stuff. We all have the same baggage that we've been carrying around, no matter, you know, how our lives have gone, successful or not, we still have the same concerns, can't forgive ourselves and gate, guilt and shame and all that it it's it's amazing it's just we all have it and um i just really i feel very lucky to be helping other women because yeah. it and it and it's not even if they've had an abortion experience so many women feel less than their whole lives for whatever reason and um i i i love seeing women come out and and you know just talk about stuff and people do come up to me all the time and talk tell me stuff so it's well, awesome and and they're very not only um when you say that you feel lucky to being able to serve them in this capacity they feel lucky to have you serving them as well so thank you for that and and you've been listening to Triumph it's a show about God's mercy and post abortion healing on St. Gabriel Radio AM 820 and we hope today that maybe you walk away with an understanding that that forgiveness is attainable and forgiveness is real and that we need not deny that any longer and mm-hmm. and if if people are listening today that that have denied the fact or have an issue with with uh, the notion that God will forgive everything that they've ever done Please just just uh, just come forward and let us help you out because because we're here to do that Absolutely. and and uh, thanks for joining us today. It, it's uh, it's great to talk about the a very deep subject. I don't know if we've solved a, uh, uh, forgiveness, forgiveness in twenty seven minutes, but we tried. <laughs> God bless all of you and thanks for joining Thank us you. on Saint Gabriel Radio. Then 